What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Letterman Row and our good friends at Byers Automotive. If you're looking for an auto, go to buyersauto.com and check out what they've got for you. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This is Talking Stuff. Um, and, you know, we're now, what, eight weeks in, Spencer, into this uh, quarantine, pandemic, uh, recruiting shutdown. Obviously, uh, the Buckeyes have done pretty well compared to most of the country. The Buckeyes have added nine commitments since the beginning of this um, quarantine started. And uh, with that came a ton of expectations. We've talked about it here on the show over and over about the possibility the Buckeyes could finish with the number one ranked class in the country. Um, right now, things are starting to kind of dial back a little bit for the Buckeyes as opposed to, say, Tennessee, who now has 18 commitments after, I think, getting – I don't know how many have they gotten in the last two weeks, like nine in the last two weeks? Yeah, I think it's eight in the last 10 days. But beyond that, I, I just saw the stat of eight in 10 days. I don't know beyond anything else. So, I mean, you look at Tennessee, who now actually is, is second in the country ranking-wise, uh, who has more commitments in Ohio State, but it's like, what, 80, 70 points behind the Buckeyes in the, in the national rankings, uh, according to the 247 Sports Composite. So, we're talking about a class at Ohio State right now that is shaping up and it has been shaping up to be a historic group. And we've talked about that over and over. But it seems like people are like, okay, well, when's the next one? When's the next one? When's the next guy committing? And like, that's just not the way things usually go, right? I mean, th this is the expectations here are so high that I'm beginning to worry that, that fans, uh, Buckeye fans, may like, lose their minds if they don't add a commitment a week for the next uh, foreseeable future. Well, I think it's just heightened because nobody has anything to do. So if you need something to do and there's no football to be watched or there was no spring football, the only thing you can, can, you can kind of cling to right now is recruiting. And so uh, with that, Ohio State started really strong during the quarantine and getting commits. And so it's like, oh, this is going to be how the entire quarantine it operates. Well, that's just not possible, really. Um, it's just not not realistic. Like Tennessee's been on a run, but I mean they've already got 18 guys secured in the class. Like that run has to stop eventually because they're going to run out of spaces in their class. So for yeah. Ohio State, it's the same way. Ohio State's pumping the brakes now because they want to they want to know what they've got left in these last what is it six or seven? You think they're going to take 24? I mean, I think they could probably get to 25, but your point is well made. I mean, the, the reality is with seven or eight spots left in this class, and 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 there's no positions that are like a, a huge, like flashing red light need right now because they've addressed everything at least marginally. You know, at cornerback, they still need one or two more cornerbacks, but they've gotten Ja'Kalen uh, Davis – I'm sorry, Ja'Kalen Johnson uh, and, and Devontae Smith. They, they need more help at the defensive line position. But they've got three pretty good ones committed in Jack Sawyer and, and Michael Hall and uh, uh, Tumiche Adelaide. They need another wide receiver, but they've got two pretty good ones committed. They need, uh, you know, offensive line, but they've got two good, good ones committed. So there's no hurry for Ohio State to try to fill in every single spot from here to uh, February. And I think people have um, need, as I said, to, to just slow down and understand that not every day is going to bring great news on the recruiting show. We, we talked about this last week, and I, I don't know if it was um, – just construed as a negative remark or if people, you know, aren't hearing it correctly. But the Buckeyes are now recruiting to finish out their class, and they're looking at the best of the best of the best in the country. 
five stars like JT Tuamalo, five stars like Emeka Abuka, five stars like Tony Grimes, five stars like JC Latham. I mean, the, the battle for those kids is going to be a challenge. Like, that is going to be a fight to get those guys to join the class. It is not a situation, and, and I don't mean to denigrate the value of a commitment like a Jalen Johnson or whatever, but it's not – you're not recruiting inside Ohio for, for this class right now. Now it's national names from around the country, and you're competing against the best of the best. And that's why, you know, we, we talked last week and we said we were going to talk about linebackers on the next show. And so I think that's a fine spot to start because that's one position in the class of 2021 where the Buckeyes have one guy committed, that's Reed Carrico, who committed early, uh, top 50 player in the country, generally speaking, um, number two ranked player in his position. The Buckeyes want one more linebacker. And there's been two guys at the top of the list now for, for months. And that's been Barrett Carter and Smile Mondin from both of those guys from Georgia. Smile Mondin uh, tweeted something on Monday morning that, you know, the decision was coming sooner rather than later, which is a big change for him because he was initially intending to commit in November or December. He's going to end up committing to Georgia. And then you have the likelihood that Barrett Carter is going to end up at Clemson uh, or Georgia, probably Clemson. And so now you're going to see these other teams make runs. Okay, like this is just the way it's going to go. Clemson's going to end up, uh, you know, pushing the envelope a little bit. That's still one of the teams that you just have to look for. They're going to – Will Shipley, the five-star running back from North Carolina, is committed to Clemson now. He committed on Monday afternoon. Um, unless he picks Notre Dame, I don't know. But, I mean, it's, we're, we're – secret time, folks. We're recording this on Monday before it happens. But all the intel is saying that Will Shipley's going to Clemson. Um, so there's all these things that are happening. There's all this momentum that's going to be coming and going. And what Buckeyes fans should really be clinging to is understanding that Ryan Day's staff has proven over and over again that they know what they're doing on the recruiting trail, and they're, they're doing pretty darn well. So when I say that things aren't as good as they were with J.C. Latham two months ago, that's not to say that the Buckeyes are not going to end up getting a commitment from J.C. Latham. I don't know if they will or not. But I think it's unrealistic for people to expect that every recruitment is going to be so uh, cut and dried and, and, and easy. And I think you look at other five stars in this class, like Kyle McCord and Jack Sawyer and Travion Henderson, and those ones all kind of went off without a hitch. I mean, Henderson's not even visited the school. And I, I don't know if that's just set up this expectation or a belief that the Buckeyes are so um, far and ahead of everyone else that every recruitment is going to go that way, but it's just not going to. Oh, and that's okay. Like Ohio State, if they can get commitments from these guys, they're going to. But yeah, we just have to kind of remember, they can't have anybody on campus. You can't really give an official sales pitch right now. You can't look a parent in the eye and tell them what you want to tell them. You know, you can't look, you can't take a kid through the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. You can do it on a tablet or a phone. But I mean, like what, what real good is that? You know, if I, if I went to the ocean right now and I FaceTimed you, Berm, and I was like, hey, Berm, check out how good this view is. You'd be like, ah, oh, it's the ocean. You can't really see. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to see a vision. Right. You're not smelling. You're not smelling the ocean air, right? and and you're not you know feeling the sand on your toes. And the, the exactly, here, exactly right. Ryan Day can look at you straight in the eyes and tell you something over Facetime, but it's not going to be the same as if you're sitting in his office looking at that the big fireplace in his office and and seeing or whatever that thing is the the mantle and and seeing the trophies and stuff. It's just not the same. Yeah, and, and then you can couple that with the fact that there is this growing uncertainty about how long does this pandemic last and kids. And, and it's, I think Ohio state sort of set this example early in the, in, in this uh, quarantine 
But kids are, set, are sitting at home going, man, I don't know if I'm going to get to visit schools this summer. I don't know if I'm going to get to visit schools this coming fall. I may as well just make a commitment and, and go to the place that I, that's closest to home or uh, the place where I've been the most. Or the place. So you're seeing a lot of these decisions made. And I don't think people anticipated a bunch of kids committing during the quarantine. But it's turned out that they're really just saying, hey, this is really unusual. And it makes a ton of sense for kids, even kids like Barrett Carter, who was supposed to be at Ohio State in the spring, was supposed to be back at Ohio State on June 12th. And now you just don't know. You just don't know if he's ever going to get back to visit. And that's, you know, when you look at players like Emeka Abuka, when you look at JT Tuamala, who's never been on campus, you start to, to see how this recruiting class in 2021, which uh, has – the ability to be the best class in the history of modern internet recruiting era could also end up being pretty affected and short-circuited by the world situation. And I mean, for Buckeye fans, I'm not trying to be a, a fear monger here, but like, I, I think that you should consider that both things are possible um, when it comes to filling out this class. And, you know, that that's why I, I think that you've seen it, it, the Buckeyes are, working harder to get back in regular conversation with someone like Damon Payne up in Belleville, Michigan, um, because he's been to campus 10 times. Like they know what he is. They know who he is. And if you're forced to decide, and if the initial debate or conversation was, okay, is it JT Tumalo or is it Damon Payne? I think most people would say, Hey, let's bring in Tumalo if he's going to be able to make it here, but now you don't know. And so you just start to, see things maybe get a little bit more regional as a, as a side effect of the, uh, the coronavirus. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what the point of what we're talking about is to be honest. It's I, just, I just, I want people to just take a deep breath. It's, it's, you know, this episode, we said we were going to talk about rounding out the class and what the, what the state of the class right now. And I think the biggest thing with this class is, you know, there was the 13 and one season. There's the bringing in Justin Fields. There's the Trey Sermon edition, Jonah Jackson, whatever you think the defining moment of Brian Day's tenure is so far at Ohio state. I think the next few months are going to be a, all of that stuff aside. I think the next few months are going to be a major tone setter for this program because Urban Meyer was known as a closer. That was his specialty on the recruiting trail. You get into the crunch time and you got guys coming in left and right because Urban Meyer was that good of a closer. Ryan Day has 17 guys committed. He's got the, the bones and the, the shell for the best class in the history of, of modern recruiting. If he, can be, if he can channel that Urban Meyer closing uh, skill, th this class is going to be historically great. And I think if he can do that, it's going to set the tone for the rest of his tenure at Ohio State. Not that if he doesn't, he's not going to have success because obviously if you look at the talent and the guys that he's got coming in already – they're going to be talented. They're going to be 11 and one, 12 and 0 every year competing for college football playoff. But if he can reel in the greatest class in the history of modern recruiting and close on JT Toymalo and Emeka Ibuka and other guys like that, it's going to say, Hey, there officially is no drop off. It might even be an elevation from what Urban Meyer did. Yeah. And again, I, I, my point here in this conversation, I think is, I, you know, whether or not people uh, know this, I read the internet and I see what other people, like when, when our work ends up on other message boards or forums. And a lot of times what I'm, the feedback I get is that people think that I'm selling negativity. When I, I really 
am trying not to do that at all. I'm trying to sell this idea that let's be realistic about what to expect. Because right now, we just don't know how things are going to play out over the next few months. And if, if everything was normal in this, in this environment we're in right now, I think Ohio State would have had a summertime commitment from Abuka, from Tuamalo, from Latham. And all of a sudden, things are totally skyrocketing even more than they have been. But I think it's fair to expect that there could be a slowdown that is caused, <clears throat> A, by – the pandemic, but B, by the fact that Ohio State, with players out there in the defensive backfield, for example, like Jalen Davies and Denzel Burke out in uh, California and Arizona, respectively, with players like Barrett Carter and Smale Mondin making decisions coming up, with the inability to go out and evaluate and really recruit other linebackers because that's the guys they've been focused on, that there is going to be a – a scaling back for Ohio State, and you're going to see other schools start to climb up and make things close, but none of that stuff really matters. And what matters is that the Buckeyes finish out this class with who they want. And Ryan Day and Mark Pantone and that staff are so, so very good at what they do that you should feel confident if you're a fan listening to this that they are reading the tea leaves very, very well. They know what is going on. They see the big picture. But for fans, I, again, I, I just don't understand where the negativity comes from. Like, I, I don't think that being realistic is being negative. No, I don't. But, Berm, you can't let the facts get in the way of a good story here. But the facts are Ohio State is the best class in the country by a wide margin. As I said, even though Tennessee has more commitments now, the Buckeyes have the top-ranked class ahead of them by, I think, 60 points, which is still a – significant number. Um, and and then oh, you, bear, bear in mind, Tennessee will not finish with a top five class. Right. Absolutely. They, I mean, <laughs> unless they go out and somehow win 13 games this year and these, but you know, we, I don't want to continue to rag no, on Tennessee no, because, no, because I know we, we, we do it. I was, it was more, it was more talking about Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, uh, Georgia and Clemson, which are five schools that will all finish ahead of Tennessee on the recruiting trail rather than really dogging on Tennessee. It's right. just I a mean, fact of the matter. Is Alabama, what has what, Alabama has the 53rd ranked class or something in the country right now. It's like, behind Rice. Like you can trust that that class is going to be a top five class when it's all said and done. So there's a ton of, of, of finagling and moving and shifting of, of rankings that's going to happen. And that's why for the last two months, I've been sort of hesitant to be like, okay, Ohio State will finish with the number one ranked class because what happens uh, towards the end of the, of the cycle is it happens every year. Those same five schools end up getting a ton of commitments in November and December and move way up. Ohio State operates the other way. They, they front load the class and then add one or two pieces at the end. Um, but that's the way they want to do it. That's, it's opposite of what happens in the SEC, and that's okay. But the bottom line for Ohio State is that what it needs to finish out this class is an understanding of when they can get back to actually recruiting. Like that is the only thing that is going to, at this point, stop them from having the number one class in the country is the uncertainty around whether or not kids can actually get to campus. In my opinion. Makes sense. It, it, now, like I, I, I guess I, I came up with an analogy that I can start using from now on. Yeah. I can show you the sunset. I mean, I can show you the sunset over the ocean, but you still can't see it in person. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and you got to be able to get these guys. You got to be able to get these guys on campus. And especially again, when you're dealing with players like Tuamala who've never been on campus, Samuel Mondin has been in conversation with Al Washington for over a year now, but he's never been able to get on campus. And if that can't happen, it's very rare that you see guys like Travion Henderson commit. Travion Henderson committed thinking to himself, I'm going to get to campus after, and that's totally okay. But, you know, and Terrence Lewis, the linebacker from Miami who committed to Tennessee without ever visiting, like that was a kid who was clearly like, I need to commit somewhere and I want to get it done and get a school picked. He didn't care if he was going to be on campus. If the Buckeyes would have offered him a month and a half ago, like it was seeming they were going to, he probably would have come into Ohio State, but they didn't and, and they're moving on. So what you look at in the class of 2021 right now is just a group of guys that are all sort of waiting for that next visit. And I'm, I knew, remember back in February when we took, uh, after the big Clemson junior day weekend, when, when Hancock was there and, Stilato was there and those guys. And I said, okay, this guy will, if they get back to Ohio State, this guy will end up at Ohio State, blah, blah, blah. Think, things change in recruiting all the time. So that's, you know, should be a given for people, but I think sometimes people assume that if something is said in February, it's good forever. And that's just not the way things work. Numbers change, priorities change, relationships change. But all those kids that I said, if they get back to Ohio State, if they get back to Ohio State, they none of them have been able to get back to Ohio State. And whenever that happens, we'll see where things really end up with this class. But when you're dealing with top 10 players in the country, like Abuka and Tuomalo and J.C. Latham, like these are kids who are not going to make decisions until they are sure and in the case of Emeka Abuka, who hasn't been able to get his father on campus in Columbus, or JT Tumalo, who's never stepped on foot on campus in Columbus, like there are things that have to happen. And so what you may see is the Buckeyes realizing that there's not a lot they can do in 2021 right now, is seeing them turn the page and focus a little bit more on 2022, which is why I think in the last two weeks, We've seen three commitments in that class, a ton of offers going out because they're not sitting idly by. They're not sitting on their hands. They're building relationships. They're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting until they get some definitive news that says, hey, that major June 12th weekend that you had planned for the last five months, that is now off. If, if that happens, then they're going to have to readjust and, and come up with a whole new plan. But right now, the hope is still that they can get to that weekend and bring in these kids that they've been recruiting aggressively as hell for the last six months. And that the weekend of June 12th that they expected to sort of be the closer weekend still happens. All right. So nice, uh, nice 20 minute wrap up of the class, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I, again, I, I don't want to be negative and I don't want people to think I'm being negative. I just, I, I think that it is fair to, expect a little bit of a slowdown while these very important issues get sorted out. So if you are a watcher or listener or reader of mine on Letterman Row, on YouTube, on, on the podcast platforms, whatever, uh, you know, I've ne I never am reluctant to answer a question about why I think the way I think or what, I, you know, what drives uh, me to say what I'm saying. So please, Hit me on Twitter at Berm or email me, berm at lettermanrow.com and say, hey, what is going on 
why do you think this way? Because I'm not shy about explaining it. So anyway, um, this really was just meant to be a conversation about where things go in 2021. So hopefully you liked it. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast on LettermanRow.com, brought to you by Buyers Auto. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later this week, everyone. Have a good one.